Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey, hey everyone and welcome to the podcast. Today we're doing another weekly news roundup because obviously it's Saturday. You know, I do want to say though, Colorado, we were supposed to get snow today, Saturday. We were supposed to get one one cow of a snowstorm on Friday and today. Uh, Snowmageddon, it hasn't happened. We got some snow, we didn't get that much snow. So this has been a bit of a I'm not, not gonna lie, low-key disappointing. I was expecting I was expecting like the full-on Alaska and we just got Colorado. That's all we got. So a little little disappointing. Also I think I'm going to be doing a live stream on Monday, the 15th, for my five-year podcast anniversary. I know. You think? You think you're going to be doing a podcast? I haven't really settled on a, on an idea. I honestly haven't spent... It's going to sound bad, but I really haven't spent enough time thinking... Or hadn't spent enough time thinking about what I was going to do uh, for the five-year anniversary. Just couldn't figure out what to get planned. But, live stream. Monday, I have a new LEGO kit, a the LEGO Jeep Wrangler. I'm going to be building that on stream because I haven't built it yet, and I really, really need to get around to doing it. And I want to see what it looks like in the flesh, so I'm going to be building that on stream. Or else, we can also look at some new cars, talk about that, maybe mess around with some configurators as well, whatever you guys want to, within reason, whatever car-related thing you want me to do, that I'll do on stream. So anyway, March 15th, I don't know when it's going to start. Uh... Normally streams start at 2, 2 p, no, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., but considering we're going to be doing the Lego thing, I imagine I'm going to be starting a lot earlier so we can at least get some way through it. So I imagine, let's say 12 p.m. for certain. 12 p.m. is when we'll start. Webcam, Lego, we'll do it all. Five-year anniversary, we'll be doing that. Maybe some car configurator stuff. I want to do the new Jag C-type configurator, actually, because I haven't, haven't touched that yet. Uh, I thought there was another new configurator that I hadn't done. I don't remember what it was. But yeah, do some of that stuff. Maybe play a car game. I have no idea what it would be. It would have to be something on the controller. It would have to be something on the controller. because I, Unless I set up my wheel on stream. Unless I do that, which would be rather interesting. But again, Monday, March 15th. Going to be doing the five-year anniversary. We're going to be live streaming. I'm going to be building my Lego Jeep Wrangler. That I won, actually, which is quite... I'll tell you how I won that on the live stream, actually, because it's quite a funny story. But anyway, enough about that. Let's do the new. Also, uh, well, actually, I'll make a second post about that later. So anyway, moving on. Let's do the news. The Rowey. Rowey? Rowey. The Rowey. Rowey IMAX 8. Why does IMAX 8 just sound like a home theater? A home theater package. The IMAX 8 is a Chinese MPV that comes with a tea set and a refrigerator. Lucky? The Rowe IMAX 8 is powered by a 2-liter turbocharged 4-cylinder engine with 234 horsepower. Dodge Charger driver claims he did double the speed limit to see if his wheel was rattling. The police officer responded that the impound lot could check if the Charger's wheel was damaged. The voice of Formula 1 Murray Walker unfortunately dies at age 97. Famed motorsport broadcaster and the voice of Formula 1 has sadly passed away. Moment of silence. Radical McLaren Can-Am illustration shakes up brand... Shakes brand design... That's a weird headline. Shakes brand design up. This rendering looks, looks backwards to bring McLaren design into the future. 
Dealer tries marking up a Mach E by $10,000. Ford steps in and cracks the whip. A tweet of the markup was picked up by Ford's management, who stepped in. Thank God. 19.1 seconds for 60 miles per hour. Even these seven dog-slow old cars are faster than a new Dacia Spring EV. The budget Romanian EV can't even beat subpar models like the Yugo GV and the AMC Gremlin. That is the ultimate insult. McLaren will inevitably launch an Artura Spider, and it might look like this. Alfa Romeo and Lancia to receive major investment under Stellantis Group Chairman says... Finally, for Lancia, Alfa Romeo has had a little bit of, an, of investment. But we do need more. We do need more because it seems like most of the investment had gone to Maserati in recent, in, frankly, in recent months. Fire at Tesla's Fremont, California plant burns itself out. No injuries reported. The fire was the result of molten aluminum coming into contact with hy hydraulic fluid, reports the Fremont Fire Department. You can buy Rowan Atkinson's 1964 Ford Falcon race car. Atkinson owned the car since 2006 and has recently received a 7,000 euro, re no, 7,000 pound refresh. Audi e-tron electric SUV joins the monthly subscription squad in the UK for 1,299 uh, pounds. Sorry. The program includes free charging, a breakdown cover, servicing, and insurance. Shifting from 5th to 2nd at speed didn't go well for this GR Yaris. Although at first it seemed okay, the GR Yaris's engine eventually died. Rare 2013 Aston Martin V12 Zagato goes for more than $500,000. Just 61 examples of the Aston Martin V12 Zagato were produced. Bagani lays out the guiding principles behind the Wyra R. By trying to make the Wyra R more appealing, they also made it more aerodynamically efficient. Poseidon's 394 horsepower Mercedes AMG A35 RS 400 steps on the A45's toes. This tuned Mercedes-AMG A35 beats the A45 and comes very, very close to the range-topping A45S. Porsche offering up to $10,000 discount on outgoing Panameras. Porsche wants to clear its 2020 Panamera stock before it ushers in the 2021 model year. The 2022 Ford Maverick will mark the return of the small pickup. Ford's entry-level truck has been spotted and it looks rather promising. LG to build two new plants, invest over $4.5 billion in U.S. battery production. Moreover, LG Chem is currently building a plant with GM and may add another one. Stellantis' Jeep, Alfa Romeo, Ram, and Chrysler hit rock bottom in U.S. customer service satisfaction. Porsche, meanwhile, topped all brands in customer satisfaction with many, in, with many, coming, in beat all, with many coming in beating all mass market brands. This isn't a surprise when it comes to Solantis. Before, before even the Solantis merger was a thing, under FCA, they needed, they really needed and do still need to work on their customer service satisfaction because it doesn't matter if they improve their quality. If their, if, if their customer service makes fixing problems a pain in the butt, people still won't want to buy their cars. The 2022 Acura RDX is getting a facelift to look more like its big brother. The RDX is getting a minor refreshing and there could be a new hybrid variant. Flagship Genesis GV73.5T returns EPA-certified 21 MPG combined. The Genesis GV73.5-liter twin-turbo V6 delivers 375 horsepower and 391 pound-feet of torque. Bollinger B2 chassis-e, so it's chassis-e cab, getting rear-wheel drive and dually variants. The rear-wheel drive B2 chassis-e cab starts at $70,000. Alphas, alpha like alpha dog, not alpha male. Alpha's new Wolf Electric pickup looks like it came from back, looks like it came back from the future. Notably smaller than a Ford Ranger, the new Alpha Wolf is one of the least expensive electric trucks at $36,000 before credits.
New C8 Corvette Z06 will have massive 345-25 ZR21 rear tires. That's slightly narrower than the 355s worn by the 1,479 horsepower Bugatti Veyron. Brembo announces its new upgrade brake kits. Brembo introduces range of new brake kits to help you stop better whether you're looking to improve your road car or build a race car. Tesla raises price of Model S Plaid Plus by $10,000. The MSRPs for three other lower priced Tesla models are rising between $500 and $1,000. Renault jumps on the new logo game too, will debut on a production car in 2022. Renault was so encouraged by the reaction to the Renault 5 prototype that it decided to extend the simplified logo to the rest of the brand. All-Electric Genesis SUV drops some camo as testing continues in Korea. The All-Electric Genesis crossover could be dubbed the GV60. 2022, Opel Astra makes spy debut with a not-so-subtle ye yellow camo wrap. The new Opel slash Vauxhall Astra will share its platform with the upcoming Peugeot 308. Mercedes-AMG previews 2022 SL Roadster in new official images. The 2022 Mercedes SL Roadster will use the same platform as the next-gen AMG GT. Revised 2021 high-end Icona Electric arrives in Britain. Starts at £33,125. VW's EV expansion to significantly increase battery cell demand. Volkswagen wants 70% of its vehicles sold in Europe to be EVs by 2030. 2021 Hyundai Tucson plug-in hybrid lands in the UK with sub 40,000 pound price. The new Tucson FEV has, two, has a 261 horsepower powertrain and a 31 mile electric range. Toyota boss warns Apple that, that the car business isn't easy. Akio Toyota did concede though that new companies can breathe new life into the auto industry. Nissan and Mitsubishi could launch electric mini car next year. The electric key car from Mitsubishi... Mitsubishi? Wow. I, I combined Nissan and Mitsubishi. From Nissan and Mitsubishi could cost as little as $14,000. Aston Martin kills Lagonda EV. Will Badge will use Badge on posh Astons instead. The production version of 2019's Lagonda all-terrain SUV was due in 2022. RAV4 Mountain Rescue is a rugged concept Toyota couldn't show at the, to uh, at the Tokyo Auto Salon. The concept, the concept sports chunky tires and lots of gear that would make the task of rescue crews easier. Luminar strikes deal with Volvo subsidiary to sell self-driving systems. Luminar system combines its LiDAR system with Vi Volvo's, Volvo's one-pilot system. With just 93 miles on the clock, this Aston Martin Lagonda Taraf, hopefully I got that right, awaits its next millionaire owner. The 2016 Aston Martin Lagonda Taraf is for sale in the United Kingdom. That'd be kind of cool. Looks a lot better than the old Lagonda did, that's for sure. The only bare carbon Aston Martin DBS GT Segato gets delivered to its new owner. The DBS GT Segato must be bought as part of a pair along with a 1 of 19 DB4 GT Segato continuation cars. Volkswagen strategy chief quits to make electric yachts. Michael Jost, one of the key figures behind the electric MBB platform, will leave Volkswagen to make yachts. Porsche McCann almost crashes out of multi-story parking lot in Russia. The external frame of the parking lot appears to have stopped the McCann from falling. Land Rover is giving away seven defenders to U.S. charities. Fans can help their favorite charities get a new defender. GM calls on U.S. to modify EV tax credits so they aren't penalized. GM EVs are no longer eligible for the $7,500 tax credit. That is going to be it for this segment, though. I will see you all after the break. Hey, hey, everyone. We are back. Now, instead of in the second segment, what we would typically do is we'd go through not the news from the first segment, well, not all of it, but some of the some of the highlights, some of the more interesting stories that 
are worth taking a deeper look into. That's what we would normally do. We're not doing that today because there was a recent car reveal that I've really, 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 really wanted to get into. But I have a lot of new cars well into the month of April that haven't even come out yet. And I have to keep rescheduling some of the other ones, some of the quote-unquote lesser ones. And I can't, I just can't keep doing that for every bigger car reveal that comes out. So instead, I decided, well, in the second part, why don't we dig into the second car? Why, or second car? Why don't we dig into this new car, this big reveal? And I'm sure some of you are wondering, most of you, actually, because we've had a handful of big ones. No, I'm not talking about the new Grand Wagoneer. That will get a standalone episode. I am talking, well, I say standalone episode. It might, it might, depending on if I have to reschedule again another episode. If I do, then in which case, just expect it in the next, next or the weekly news roundup after next week's. Uh, but we are going to be diving into the 2022 Porsche 911 GT3. I've been really wanting to get into this car, figure out what makes it tick, what makes it different from the last GT3, and we're finally going to do that now. Revs up to 9,000 RPM and laps the ring in under seven minutes and still has number plates. Let's do it. This is it. One of the most anticipated sports car launches of the year. The all-new 2022 Porsche 911 GT3. Porsche has finally revealed the 992-based GT3 following years of camouflage test cars spotted testing on racetracks and public roads. 9,000 RPM, 502 horsepower, and an available 6-speed manual. Let's get the headline figures out of the way first. The 2022 Porsche 911 GT3 is powered by a naturally aspirated 4-liter flat-six engine that can rev up to 9,000 RPM and produces 502 horsepower and 346 pound-feet or 469 newton meters of torque. As standard, every new, every new 2022 Porsche 911 GT3 will be fitted with a 7-speed dual-clutch PDK transmission, but the 6-speed manual will still be an option. 0 to 60 miles per hour or, nine, or 96 kilometers per hour comes in in just 3.2 seconds. Those are Viper numbers for the PDK-equipped 911 GT3. 0 to 100 kilometers per hour in 3.4 seconds. With the top speed set at 197 miles per hour or 317 kilometers per hour. Models fitted with the manual transmission require 3.7 seconds for, uh, to 60. Or 100, or yeah, to 60 miles per hour. The 0 to 100 kilometers, kilometers sprint is in 3.9 seconds but offer a slightly higher top speed at 199 miles per hour or 320 kilometers per hour. The engine is virtually identical to the one found in the new 911 GT3 Cup race car, offering extremely sharp throttle response, mostly thanks to its six independent throttle bodies. The unit is further developed the unit is a further development of the engine found in the limited production 2019 911 Speedster, featuring new pistons and a dry sump, sump lubrication system. The PDK transmission is engineered and tuned specifically for the 911 GT3. The really eye-opening eye-opening news here, though, is that the 2022 Porsche 911 GT3 proved to be more than 17 seconds quicker than its predecessor around the Nurburgring, setting a lap time of 6 minutes 59 seconds, 0.927 minutes, versus the 911, the sorry, versus the 991.2 GT3's 7 minutes and 12 seconds, 0.7. That's a sub-7-minute lap for a normal 911 GT3, giving us a solid indication of just how fast this new model is on a track. The lap was set on the optional street-legal track tires, which, was, which were previously reserved only for RS models, which in the 991.2 Gen model was able, was able to lap the ring in a blistering 6 minutes, six minutes 56.4 seconds back in 2018. 
aerodynamics play a very crucial role as ever, with a 2022 Porsche 911, Porsche 911 GT3 getting an adjustable front spoiler lip and front diffuser. Specially developed side skirts, a very large rear diffuser, and that swan neck rear wing that's also manually adjustable. Porsche claims that even in the normal position, the new Porsche 911 GT3's aero kit produces up to 50% more downforce than the model it replaces. When switched to its performance position, which isn't intended for use on public roads, the downforce increases by up to 150%, which is a frankly insane number. Double, wishbone, double wishbones at the front for the first time. One of the biggest highlights of the new 911 GT3 can be found under the skin. The 992 chassis allowed Porsche to stretch the front track by 1.9 inches, while there's also a new double wishbone front axle for the first time. The new front suspension improves things like cornering stability, mid-corner control over, un over uneven surfaces, and makes the steering even more direct and precise. The rear axle still uses a multi-link design, with Porsche using more ball joints both at the front and the rear. Overall, the suspension in the new 911 GT3 does not share any components or any parts with the current 911 Carrera models. The same weight as before, despite being bigger. Porsche says that despite moving to the bigger 992 platform, the new 911 GT3 manages to weigh virtually the same as its predecessor. Models fitted with a 6 speed manual tip the scales at 1,418 kilograms or 3,126 pounds, while those with APDK are a little heavier at 1,435 kilograms or 3,163 pounds. In order to achieve that, Porsche had to use more lightweight materials in the body than ever before in a 911 GT3. This includes the hood, rear wing, and fixed spoiler under the wing now being, now being made out of carbon fiber reinforced plastic or CFRP, while all the windows are made out of lightweight noise insulated glass. Other details include a GT3 specific multifunction steering wheel with a 360mm diameter dressed in race techs as standard, and featuring a drive mode switch for the first time in a GT3. Customers can also opt for the 18-way adjustable sports seats plus or the full carbon fiber bucket seats. The latter save around 26 pounds or 11.8 kilograms compared to the standard chairs. Finally, we get a new gear selector for the PDK transmission, which has a design based on the manual shifter and a GT-specific track screen for the instrument cluster. The new Porsche 911 GT3 is expected to arrive in the U.S. market in the fall of this year as a 2022 model as a 20, 2022 model year model. Weird. Pricing details will be announced closer to launch. We're not done with the technical talk yet, though, because now we move over to road and track and get a little bit more information on things like the brakes. The new GT3 also gets larger cast iron brake discs than the old model, though they're actually lighter thanks to a narrow, narrower friction ring. Carbon ceramic brakes are available as an option. As with all 992s, the GT3 has staggered wheels. 20s in the front wrapped in 255-35 tires, 21s out back with 315-35 rubber. You can also get the new GT3 with super sticky Michelin Pilot Sport Cup 2R tires if you want to set some crazy lap times. Now, let's talk about that Nurburgring lap time a little bit more, because 17 seconds, that's a massive difference for what is ultimately a normal GT3 model. So let's figure out just how they did it. By this point, you've probably heard that the new 2022 Porsche 911 GT3 just set a blistering Nurburgring lap time of 6 minutes, 55 seconds, point two, faster than the Porsche 918 Spider's time around the legendary track, if you're using the old ring timing method. We got the chance to speak with the man who set that sub-7 minute lap time, Porsche factory driver and Nurburgring ace, Lars Ken, to find out exactly what went into that record-setting lap. 
I drove the car for the first time from the Wasaya to the Nurburgring and immediately felt on the Autobahn how responsive the front axle is, Kern tells Road and Track. And to be honest, I was worried about the rear being able to follow. When we arrived at the Nurburgring, we took the car on the normal Michelin Cup 2 tires, standard camber, standard toe, everything standard, and it cornered like crazy, but the rear always followed. That suited Ken's preference for a stable rear end, and in testing, he says he was immediately confident with the car. Porsche made significant suspension changes on this new generation GT3. Whereas every other 911 road car is used McPherson front suspension, the new GT3 has double wishbones, a setup that Porsche claims increases steering precision and cornering stability. Plus, with the switch to the larger 992 platform, front track width grew by 1.9 inches compared with the last GT3. And, of course, the GT3 comes standard with aggressive Michelin Pilot Sport Cup 2 tires, with even stickier Cup 2Rs optional, which the lap setting car wore. Kern says the sum total of these changes is a car that feels very planted, especially on turn-in. I think that, especially for track day customers, this is going to be really beneficial, he says. It lost a little bit of the old 911 driving style where you really have to take care of the front axle, think about what you do. Now you can just floor it into the braking zone, into the corner, and be really rude and aggressive. Kern got the chance to test the new GT3 a bit during industry pool, the closed number of ring lapping sessions where automakers test prototypes and engineering mules. But he and Porsche factory racer Jorg Bergmeister, I hope I got that right, needed a bit more practice before they felt comfortable trying for lap times. So the night before, they brought the GT3s to the tourist farm. The legendary open lapping sessions where just about anyone can take their car for a run around the ring. When you arrive with two professional drivers and two prototypes at Tourist and Farton, every, everyone's going to be like, what's up here? But it was not about getting a lap time, Kern says. It was about, it was just, it was just getting a feel for the car. The next day, before they kicked off their official lap time attempt, Bergmeister and Kern agreed to do a maximum of three laps each. The drivers not wanting their competitive nature to lead them to risky decisions. Their lap times were close, but Kern ended up with the, ended up quickest, with a 6 minutes 59.927 run of the full circuit. Using the, old, using the old lap timing methodology, which shortens the lap length by ending the run a few hundred yards shy of the starting line, Kern's lap was 6 minutes 55 seconds point two. Of course, a lot of the new GT3's ring time improvement comes down to the optional Cup 2R tires, but Kern says simply swapping those tires onto the old GT3 wouldn't get you anywhere near the new car's 17 second per lap improvement. Even on the less aggressive Cup 2s, Kern estimates the new GT3 should be at least 7 or 8 seconds quicker than the old GT3, though Porsche hasn't measured official lap, official lap times on the standard equipment tires. He also points out that the Cup 2Rs aren't one-lap one, one wonders either. The GT3 was able to run two back-to-back sub-7-minute laps on the same set of tires with little loss of performance. This new GT3 generates way more downforce than the old one, around 824 pounds at maximum, which isn't far from what the old GT3 RS made. The aero balance was just perfect. You have slight understeering big corners, because you don't want to be sliding at 137 miles per hour, but the car is still agile in medium speed corners. The aero balance is more on the nose, and this gives you the turn-in you need to get lap time out of the car, Kern says. I just arrived and was like, oh crap, that's good! That basically sums up the GT3 as a whole. Kern says it was excellent right out of the box. He had no notes for the development team, and the car made it easy to break Porsche's previous lap records. The car was just perfect, and we drove it for the first time, so it was up to us to adapt and drive as quick as possible, Kern says. Ever the racing pro, Kern thinks there's still a bit more time in the new GT3, but he had a slightly scary moment coming out of the second uh, carousel, 
and he didn't want to take big risks to shave off a few tents here and there. I'm not Kevin Estra, he says with a laugh, referencing the Razor the Razor's Edge ring lap his colleague ran in the last generation GT3 RS back in 2018. Kern says everyone at Porsche is thrilled with the new 502 horsepower GT3's lap time. Now, he wants to see what the new generation 911 can do with even more oomph. It can take more horsepower. The whole chassis feels like it could take more. So I think we have to put pressure on Porsche to build a GT2 RS, he says. I love, I love that we're getting so many new awesome track day cars. Because again, I'm a track rat. That, that's where my bread and butter is. And I love that the new GT3 is, is that good. That just makes every other track day car better. Now for a bit of surprising news, though, regarding the new GT3. Well, not the new GT3, but it does have something to do with the GT3. Manual take rate for the last Porsche 911 GT3 was 70% in the U.S. To those who ordered their GT3s with the manual, I'd like to extend a sincere thank you. That comes from Chris Perkins and me. Thank you. For... Former Porsche Cars North America boss Klaus Zellmer, I hope I got that right, lost a bet over how many U.S. customers would order a manual transmission 911 GT3. Zellmer bet 20% and was surprised to find out when the car was launched. The initial manual take rate was 50%. When we spoke with Zellmer in 2017, he expected that 50% figure to decrease over the life of the car. But with all due respect, he was wrong once again. Porsche confirmed to Bloomberg that around 70% of all last-generation U.S. GT3s were ordered with manuals. The U.S. manual take rate in the rest of the 911 lineup is only around 20-25% to 25% by comparison. Globally, the manual take rate for the last GT3 was 30%. So, uh, USA! 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 <laughs> I personally believe the manual was such a popular option for the last GT3 because it because it was the only high-revving, naturally aspirated sports car on the market that offered such a transmission. The combination of that 4-liter 9,000 RPM flat 6 with a 6-speed manual was as unique as it was scintillating. Though, I do suspect the fact that manual GT3s hold their value better than their PDK counterparts might have played a role in swaying buyers as well. Plus, there was pent-up demand for the manual, as the first 911 or as the first 991 GT3 was only offered with the PDK, and there was no manual in either iteration of the 991 GT3 RS. Additionally, there was also the wingless manual-only GT3 Touring, which seemed to be popular for its slightly more subtle looks. Given the success in the US, a critical market for Porsche GT cars, and the largest for the 911 overall, and globally, it's no surprise the new GT3 carries over the old car 6-speed manual. Speaking to Autocar, Porsche GT car's boss, Andreas, I can't figure out how to say your last name, I'm sorry, expects the global take rate for the manual should be around 40% for this new car. Let's hope the number stays high, as it justifies Porsche continuing to offer this car in the future. That is going to be it for this segment, though. I will see you all after the break. Hey, hey, everyone, we are back for the final segment. Everyone in a Polestar 2 now capable of controlling Spotify playlists from their phone. Now all Polestar 2 passengers can contribute can contribute songs to a playlist during a road trip. That is a god-awful idea. That's just gonna, that's gonna start many wars and end many friendships. <laughs> Renault selling their stake in Daimler says partnership remains unchanged. The 1.54% stake is equal to over 16 million shares. Drivers more likely to speed with adaptive cruise control. Drivers were 24% more likely to speed with adaptive cruise control. Oh dear. Nissan Aria shows its true environmentally friendly colors for everyone to see. Nissan has produced two brand new colors specifically for the Aria electric SUV. 
The 2021 Toyota Mirai is, is already available with $20,000 in incentives. Toyota is also selling the 2021 Mirai with up to $15,000 worth of complimentary hydrogen. 2022 BMW 8 Series Grand Coupe Facelift. More tech, less controversy is the name of the game. BMW's big four-door will receive the same tech updates as the latest 5 Series. GM announces Lee Metal Battery Partnership could offer up to 600 miles of range. A high-capacity pre-production battery is set to go into production by 2023. Next-gen BMW M2 spotted practicing its dance moves on ice. BMW's upcoming M2 is snapped on the streets of Munich and an ice rink in Sweden. European automakers, including VW and Stellantis, no longer believe in a hydrogen future. It would seem that Europe's car makers have already written off hydrogen passenger cars. Richard Hammond says his new Morgan Plus 6 was destroyed in a flood. Richard Hammond's Morgan Plus 6 had a gloss black and matte black exterior. Maserati Bora is exactly half a century old, yet it has never looked better. Maserati remembers the Bora as the spectacular mid-engine supercar turns 50. VW launches its most powerful production model in the UK, the new Touareg R. The 2021 Volkswagen Touareg R uses a 455 horsepower plug-in hybrid powertrain. Mitsubishi to offer two new Renault-built models in Europe from 2023. Mitsubishi's new models will be built by Renault in Europe and will launch from 2023. The 2022 Infiniti QX60 will have torque vectoring and predictive all-wheel drive. The upcoming Infiniti QX60 will cleverly use technology that can get you going faster on a track to help you drive better on snow. Dacia Spring EV is the perfect sightseeing car because it's dead slow. Dacia's first electric vehicle needs 19.1 seconds to get from 0 to 62 miles per hour. Oof! 2021 GR Supra Jarama Racetrack Edition is a true collector's item, Toyota says. The GR Supra Jarama Track, sorry, Racetrack Edition is limited to 90 cars and all of them are destined for Europe. Jaguar SVO Boss says they're open to making a sporty I-Pace SVR. JLR special, special Vehicle Operations can easily tweak the Jaguar I-Pace's electric powertrain. Upcoming Hyundai Staria minivan has a spaceship vibe and premium in-car experience. Hyundai's 2022 Staria will launch in select markets with high-end features. Ferrari hopes to rediscover its Formula 1 racing mojo with SF21. Racing for the Ferrari team this season will be Carlos Sainz Jr. and Charles Leclerc. Canary's new pickup truck is an electric forward control vehicle for the modern era. The pickup has a transformer-like be bed with folding tables, dividers, and a pull-out section. Honda Civic Type R Limited Edition. Not even a damp track can stop it from beating its rivals. Lighter Civic Type R Limited Edition easily beats the Renault Megane RS Trophy R's time on Bedford. Hackers break into security cameras used by Tesla supplier in China. The hackers claim that obtaining the security footage and accessing live feeds was easy. Mercedes Maybach GLS 600 is Australia's new 358,300 Australian Uber Luxury SUV. The first units of the Mercedes Maybach GLS 600 should arrive in Australia this summer. Ford Mach-E owner makes coast-to-coast -coast trip for less than $160. The trip was relatively cheap, but it required over 9 hours of charging. Anyway, though, that is going to be it for this week's podcast. I hope you all, well, for this week's Weekly News Roundup, I hope you all enjoyed. Don't forget that I'm going to be doing a live stream on Monday, March 15th, from 12 to pretty much however long it takes for me to finish the Lego Wrangler. 12 p.m., I should say. 12 p.m. to however long it takes me to finish the Lego Wrangler. And I think I forgot to mention, that's going to be on Twitch. So, twitch.com 
then type in Cody's Car Conundrum, and then, yeah, I'll probably make a post here on Podbean about it with a link. So if you forget, don't worry, it'll be here on Podbean as well. But anyway, I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, please make sure to like the episode, share the episode, and follow the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, then please like, comment, share, and consider subscribing. If you do subscribe, I really do appreciate that. Please make sure you hit the little notification bell, and then all notifications, that way you're, you know, notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but you don't have a want the Podbean mobile app, that's not a problem. Just boot up wherever you get your podcast. Type in Cody's Car Conundrum and then choose the episode you want to listen to before you set off. I will see you all soon. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.